Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. It's time, America. Mr. and Mr. North and South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Not only will it set a new standard for excellence, but it will be a departure from all existing patterns. Already, the nation's press is greeting the project with enthusiasm, and I don't hesitate to call it 1967's most exciting program concept. Sunday, June 9th, 2013, episode 169. I'm Tom Gully, and tonight on the Tom Gully Show, the lightning round. It's 10 questions asked really fast. And tonight we have a spectacular lineup of people who've braved the lightning round here on the Tom Gully Show. Kevin Sorbo of Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. Lori Downey, wife of the late Morton Downey Jr. Ron Eckerman, survivor of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. Horror expert and actress Rebecca Herzberg. Motion picture writer, producer, director Paul Kiriazzi. American Gladiator champion Cheryl Ann Silich. Best-selling author Patrick K. O'Donnell. Social media queen Miriam Slosberg. Exploration writer Stephen Bound. Country music artist Chaz Marie. Sports author Adam Lazarus. And Chris Dodds, former drummer for Two Tons of Steel. It's the best of the lightning round tonight on the Tom Gully Show. Every day, as the war against Japan increases in intensity, the need for waste, fats, and greases grows more critical. Here's one department where the enemy may be superior unless you help make up the difference from your kitchens. Save all waste fats and greases, no matter how discolored. Keep a clean can in which to strain them and take them regularly to your butcher. Remember, for every pound, he'll give you four cents plus two extra meat points. If I only had one word to describe this new series, it would be excitement. The drama will be about people caught up in a critical moment of life and death presented as realistically and creatively as possible. We're tremendously excited about it. We think you will be, too. You're listening to The Tom Gully Show. Okay, let's get down to cases. Here comes the best of the lightning round featuring guitar riffs by Texas Musician of the Year Mark LaFon in between guests is some tasty stuff so let's get cracking Kevin Sorbo Hercules himself 
came onto the show after blowing us away with his book. The book about how he had a couple of strokes and an aneurysm and overcame them to become a, a great actor again. You can get that book, True Strength, at truestrengthbook.com, which I highly suggest you do. Kevin Sorbo was everything we expected. Classy, funny, smart, a passionate supporter of education and fundamental American values. It was one of my favorite interviews ever, and he wasn't afraid to play along with the lightning round either. Kevin Sorbo, you have successfully navigated the meat of the interview. You have done well. But few guests Thank have escaped much. the fleshy terrors of something we call the lightning round. Ready? Okay, this is 10 questions. Some of them you've already answered. And you can pass, like Alan Ludden, password. Just say pass, okay? All right. All right. What was your first car? Uh, a Mustang. Correct. Who is your favorite musician? I'm going to say Dan Fogelberg. Correct. What does it feel like to be hit with an airborne boat anchor? It would hurt like hell. Okay, correct. Uh, what's your favorite hole on your favorite golf course? Oh my gosh! See, that's a tough question because I got too many of them. But I'm going to say I'm going to say number six at Pebble Beach. Correct. What actor from old time Hollywood would you most like to co-star with? Um, Spencer Tracy. Correct. Your favorite sports moment of all time. I got a hole-in-one with Rocco Mediate at the, at the 2011 Hyundai Championships at the Plantation Course in Maui. That is correct. If you were not a spectacularly popular actor, what do you think you would be doing? I'd be a football or basketball coach in high school. Correct. What is the thing, other than overcoming a devastating medical event of the highest order, that would surprise most people about Kevin Sorbo if they knew it? Say that one more time. What's the thing that would surprise most people about right. you? Uh, I, I like to play the piano. Correct. Can I write or inscribe anything I want inside the cover of your book and tell people that you wrote it? Yes, you can. Correct. You seem to always achieve your goals. What future goals do you have? Oh, I want to learn a language so I can understand my kids. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, lastly... Will you be playing golf later today? Uh, I will not, but tomorrow morning you can bet I will be. Correct. You've got a perfect score. Uh, well Thank done. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Sorbo, your book. You must be part of our public education system. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Can you spell ABC? Um, Kevin, your book is a thing of beauty. It is real. It is honest. It is filled with the inside stories we all love, a, a personal account that in my mind would be a best-selling fiction novel if it weren't in fact true. If people love the Hercules show or just television in general, if they love stories of triumph, I strongly, strongly encourage them to rush out and get True Strength, My Journey from Hercules to Mere Mortal and How Dying Nearly Saved My Life by Kevin Sorbo. You can get it by going to truestrengthbook.com. <laughs> Lori 
Downey. Boy, if you never saw the Morton Downey Jr. show, well, you really missed out. I don't think I've ever been as riveted to a television personality as Morton Downey Jr. He was intimidating, loud, opinionated, and a whole lot more. Lori Downey was the late Morton Downey Jr.'s wife with him to the end. And let me tell you, this is one talented, kind, compassionate lady. Just a sweetheart of a person through and through. You can check out her site dedicated to Morton at Morton Downey Jr. Home. Dot com. That's Morton Downey and then jrhome.com. Now, here's how Lori did on the lightning round. Uh, can I ask you, this is the lightning round where I ask a whole bunch of very quick questions. <laughs> is this a game? Uh, it is a game of sorts. Um, and uh, if you can just answer them very quickly, we'll, we'll shoot right through them. And, and uh, you know, if at any point it's silly or you don't want to do it, just tell me to zip it. Uh, um, what's the first car you ever had? If you had to take one episode of the Morton Downey Jr. show on a desert island, what would it be? The one with his brother talking about having AIDS. Uh, When the Morton Downey Jr. story is made into a major motion picture, who should play Laurie Downey? Dakota Fanning. What was Mort's best performance on a TV show or in a movie? <laughs> I think, uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. So many. Uh, what is the one? I, I can't, I can, oh, gosh. It's not Monsters. It was the, the other one. It's like that. Um, uh, Freddy's Nightmares or something? Yeah, something like that. What the heck was it? How come I don't remember? Uh, Tales from the Crypt, sorry. Tales from the Crypt, yes. He was excellent. Correct. Sorry, I haven't been giving you uh, correct when you get the correct answer. You've, you've gotten <laughs> oh. a perfect score thus far. Everyone oh, has been correct. What was Mort's best personal char- characteristic? His kindness. Correct. Who, other than Mort, is your favorite talk show host? Matt Allen. Correct. What is your favorite song to dance to? Oh, God. Sylvester. Correct. What was your favorite song of Mort's? You'll never have to ask me if I love you. Correct. Who would win in a fight between Mort and Al Sharpton? Mort. Correct. Did Mort ever tell you to zip it? Yes. And he survived. I can't believe it. Correct. Uh, Do you plan on doing your own book or film about Mort? Yes. Correct. What are you up to these days, and how can people keep track of both yourself and all things Morton Downey Jr.? Well, we keep him alive every, uh, everywhere we go, because uh, he's always going to be in my heart, and he'll be in everyone's heart until the last person passes that knew him. Um, I'm working on Outlaw Radio, which is www.outlawradio.tv with host Magic Matt. Magic Matt also hosts Sirius XM. We, uh, we do a show on the weekends, outlawradio.tv. We drink, we smoke, we interrupt, and uh, we get together with different celebrities and public figures and you know, neat people that we meet, and we talk about everything and anything. Correct, and I have to say, I listened to the show this past weekend, and Seymour... Mm-hmm. C- um, uh, yeah, and <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think I've laughed so hard in a long, long time. Uh, uh, and, of course, correct... You've received a perfect score in the lightning round. Well done. Thank you. Uh, Lori, it has been a pleasure. As you know, I'm a tremendous fan of Mort's work. And having having you share some... I'm lovely. Uh, You you need to walk by a mirror, ma'am. 
Um, some further. Oh, hey, one of the people, uh, a friend of mine named Dave Michaels that worked with uh, Mort here in Dallas. Contact I, I, is right. Yes, I said, uh, did you know Lori? And he said, oh my God, she was a dancer, legs up to her <laughs> eyes. Um, I just thank you so much for sharing the details on this totally incredible man. It has been wonderful. You, of course, are lovely. You are talented as well, and it has been an exquisite pleasure having you on the Tom Gully Show. If we can ever be of service to you, do not hesitate to let us know. Thank you so much, Tom. You're darling. Thank you. Ron Ackerman, or as Leonard Skinner called him, Ron Ackerman, one word. Few events have devastated the world of rock and roll like the tragic Leonard Skinner plane crash. The tour manager for Skinner at the time, Ron Ackerman, survived that crash, and he talked with us about the experience that he chronicled so very well in his book, Turn It Up. Ron's been under the weather lately, so we'd like to wish him a speedy recovery and thank him for being such a good sport on the lightning round. Uh, we do a thing at the end of the, the show called uh, Lightning Round where I ask about 10 questions. They're very quick answers. If you're willing, I'll, I'll ask you those questions. Shoot. Uh, there's no telling what I'll answer. Okay. <laughs> That's what we want. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's see here. Favorite, favorite live band that you did not manage? Favorite live band? Um, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I love the Wallflowers. Okay. Uh, favorite Leonard Skinner song? That has to be Freebird. First record you bought with your own money? The Animals. Oh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was your first car? My first car was a... Uh, 63 Chevy, I believe, uh, Bel Air. Awesome. Uh, what was the most ridiculous request ever made to you by a band member? Mm. That, that's a tough one because there are, <laughs> they're all ridiculous requests. <laughs> I guess, uh, find me something to do in the middle of the night when they're when they can't sleep, also they call me and expect me to be their entertainment director. I gotcha. Um, what is your favorite guitar make and model? I love Les Pauls. Okay. Uh, I, and I, you know, actually, I have a um, '57 Telecaster that I really love. But uh, Les Pauls, uh, those Gibsons, they're awesome. Uh, how many concert T-shirts do you own? Surprisingly, very few. I think I would say I'm down to about four. And that's because I've turned over my whole collection of memorabilia to my daughter. Okay. And those are, she's probably got several million dollars worth of t-shirts because those, she, those old ones yeah. go for big money now. Yes. She actually has Ronnie Van Zant's, uh, one of his last hats in a, in a nice case uh, that I've given her. And that, that was, that uh, hat was rescued from the airplane crash. It has hydraulic oil on it. Were you ever in a band as a player yourself? I was. I performed in a band called Black Eagle, and uh, our singer was Arby Greaves, who passed away a, a couple of weeks ago. And he was famous for the song Take a Letter Maria. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite place to eat on the road? Ooh. Um, I like lobster. Any place that has good lobster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm proud to say you answered all those questions correctly. So, oh, well, good. I get an A. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, well, sir, it has been a, 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 just a complete pre- pleasure and an honor to speak with you today. I encourage everybody to go get uh, Ron Erkelman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got to do it. Ron Erkelman. Uh, Ron Eckerman's Ron book, um, uh, Turn It Up. You can go to turnitupbook.com. It's available there. And boy, if you love rock and roll, if you love Leonard Skinner, or you just want to be, as you say, kind of right there on tour in, in the mid-70s, uh, this is the book to get. And I thank you so much for your time today. Well, you're quite welcome. I really enjoyed it. Rebecca Herzberg. What can we say about the tour de force of opinion, knowledge, and rugged individualism that is Rebecca Herzberg? Uh, you can like her on Facebook or follow her on Twitter, or better still, go to her friendly neighbor, Jew- <laughs> friendly neighborhood Jewish girl blogspot site. She's a horror actress, writer, and the VHS expert of the universe. She's still collecting VHS tapes all over, and uh, she hung out with us appropriately around Halloween. And even with the cold, she was able to brave the lightning round. Um, Are you ready for the lightning round? This is a whole bunch of very quick questions I'm going to ask you. You may have answered some of them already, but they're they're not very complicated. All right. (laughs) What's the first car you ever had? A Honda Accord. Correct. If you had to take one CD on a desert island, what would it be? Uh, Ace of Bass. Correct. <laughs> when the Rebecca Herzberg story is made into a major motion picture, who, other than Rebecca Herzberg, should play you? Amy Acker from Angel. Correct. Oh, man, she is so... Anyway, um, <laughs> what way would you most like to be killed in a movie? Uh, I'd like to be impaled. Correct. Worst VHL film you've ever seen? King Kong. Correct. Worst pickup line you've ever had directed toward you? You know, I, I forgot how it goes. Something about the tag. Something about the tag. How I forgot how it goes. Correct. <laughs> what do you think is your best physical feature or body part? You know, I'm going to just say my Junos. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Who is the hottest villain slash slasher slash monster in the history of horror films? In horror films, hottest? Uh, I don't know if there are any hot like villain villains. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what remake of a horror film would you most like to star in, if any? Uh, uh, Lemora, I guess. An old vampire film. I've been saying that needs to be remade, too. Correct. Who is your favorite director of all time? Brian De Palma. Correct. First VHS tape you ever bought with your own money? Uh, you know, I think it was Rock and Roll High School Forever with Corey Feldman. <laughs> 
<laughs> Correct. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what does fake blood taste like? It depends on how it's made. If it's made with corn syrup and it's pretty sweet. Correct. One word. What's the key to being a model? Uh, learn how to be comfortable in front of the camera. Correct. Describe yourself in five words or less. Uh, sarcastic, humble, honest, nerdy, attractive. <laughs> Very correct. How can, uh, by the way, you got a perfect score in the lightning round. Very well done. Um, how can people keep up to date on Rebecca Herzberg and all the late breaking news regarding the Rebecca Herzberg experience? People can keep up to date with you by going to your friendly neighborhood Jewish girl.blogspot.com, correct? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, it has been a pleasure torturing you during this interview. You are a consummate creative artist. I'm in awe of your passion for your pursuits. If there's ever anything we can do for you, do not hesitate to let us know. If you're ever being pursued down a country road by a guy with a meat cleaver, please put us on speed dial and we'll haul ass down 45 and be there in no time. You are super groovy and I'm so happy you spent your very valuable time with us tonight on the Tom Gully Show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. <laughs> Paul Kiriazzi. Tell you what, Paul Kiriazzi is one classy, accomplished gentleman. We had him in to talk about the James Bond lifestyle. The guy lives in Tokyo. He's a writer-producer of motion pictures, and he's even acted in, in some of his own box office biggies. And he shared his production of My Casino Caper with Ed Burns, yeah, Kooky from 77 Sunset Strip, an audiobook of the highest order. Just shared it with us, said, here, give it to your your listeners, and uh, boy, have people really, really loved it. You can check him out at Paul Kiriazzi. Kiriazzi is spelled K-Y-R-I-A-Z-I dot com. And you can dig this cat scene, if I could quote Ed Burns. I'm so glad to call Paul Kiriazzi a friend and even gladder that he agreed to do the lightning round. Uh, we do something called the lightning round where I will ask you a whole, well, maybe 10 very quick questions and you may have answered some of them already, but uh, if you're prepared, I'll, I'll ask them to you. Okay, well, what would James Bond do? He'd be ready to go. So, uh, What's the first car you ever had? Pontiac Le Mans, brand new. Um, Pontiac Le Mans Sport, white, and it sure looked good. And it was uh, yeah, 1970, so it, uh, it had all the great features. I, I like that car. If you had to take one Bond film on a desert island, what would it be? On Her Majesty's Secret Service to remind me who I really am. When the Paul Kiriazzi story is made into a motion picture, who should play you? Oh, boy, I'd have to. <laughs> it was, I, Troy Donahue was still here, who I directed once. I'd like Troy to play me. We kind of look alike. Young Michael Caine, that's who I'd like to play me. What way would you most like to dispatch a villain in a movie? In a movie, um, fast karate fight. Okay. How many languages do you speak? I speak two languages, Japanese and English. What is your least favorite Bond film? 
Um, the one with uh, Timothy, the, the two with Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I okay. can't even remember the names. Well, I think one of them was the Living Daylights, and I can't remember the other yeah. one either. Exactly. Uh, how many tuxedos do you own? Zero. I haven't been invited to a tuxedo, uh, so I've been renting. Okay. What is your fam- favorite James Bond film opening song? Thunderball by Tom Jones. And the, the lyrics, he always runs when other walks. He takes action when others just talk. He looks at the world and wants it all, so he strikes like Thunderball. <laughs> when you are cooking something in a microwave, do you imagine the countdown timer to be connected to a nuclear warhead? <laughs> no, but from now on, I know I will. <laughs> Have you ever in your life had to employ a judo chop to the neck? No, I, uh, I never had. I didn't have to be in fights since uh, sixth grade. <laughs> okay. How can people keep up to date on the James Bond lifestyle and Paul Kiriazzi? Uh, first thing they can do is go to Amazon and uh, uh, type in the words James Bond lifestyle. See that Kindle? They can read the first 30 pages uh, for free up there. And uh, there's a lot of information in that first 30 pages, including uh, David Hedison, who did a 12-minute in- intro on my audio book. And that is that 12 minutes has been uh, typed in that first 30 pages. And he gives a whole lifestyle advice. Now, David Hedison played the role of Felix Leiter in uh, two James Bond movies. Uh, and they, they escape me right now. Well, Gold, Goldfinger <laughs> one, is one of them because... Uh, uh, a Roger Moore's movie, um, Roger Moore's first movie, Live and Let Die, and License to Kill with Timothy Dalton. Those are the two. So oh, he was okay. Felix Leiter twice. And he was an actor, and he gives some... Uh, he still is an actor. He was on Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea television. He was the original Fly. He turned into the Fly in the Vincent Price movie. So I did uh, five uh, audiobooks with him and some other actors as well, and he did the in- introduction to that. So uh, if they want to stay in touch with me, they can also uh, follow me uh, on Facebook under my name, and they can also find another page I have called the James Bond Lifestyle Seminar. So they can just go and read what's happening there without even having to like it. They can add uh, a lot of my uh, Bond uh, lifestyle agents are on the James Bond lifestyle page on Facebook. And we all share ideas. And that's where I've learned a lot in the last uh, years. And I included what I've learned from other people uh, on, on my new Kindle book. So that's how they could stay in touch with me. Well, Mr. Kiriazzi, thank you so much for spending your time with us. If ever the world is in danger of being conquered by a devious plot hatched by a diabolical genius and James Bond is not available, you are the first person I'm going to call. The audiobook is How to Live the James Bond Lifestyle. It's there at Amazon. You can also go to bondlife.com. Uh, Paul, thank you again for talking with us. It was lots of fun, Tom. Thank you. Cheryl Ann Sillich. I've known Cheryl Ann Sillich since before she was an American Gladiator champion, even before the fitness TV show she hosted for 10 years, before she produced her multi-award-winning children's DVD, and before she was on the Home Shopping Network, and before... Well, actually, no, she already had her 
what can I say, obsessive Wizard of Oz collection when I met her. But uh, I knew her before she became an in-demand motivational speaker. I'm really glad Cheryl did the lightning round. You can check her out at CherylAnnSillich.com. Sillich is S-I-L-I-C-H. We can do everything. We can try really hard and, 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 and give everything our all. And sometimes in life, you know, our dreams just still don't come true. And, right. and, and that's okay. Right. As long as you realize that inside of every success, there are many, many failures. And inside every spectacular failure, like my home shopping network experience, there are still many successes. And some of them you can't even imagine that are still going to turn up for you down the road. I know. Uh, and that's why you have to, you know, you have to do what the saying says is never, never, never give up. Well, and I think that the reason I'm doing this is so that someday I can get a job as a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> I think, I think by shooting for this height of this program, maybe, or maybe I'm pushing a cart downtown with, with a spatula going, how do you like them at like four in the morning? Are you ready for the lightning round? It's a whole bunch of really fast questions that I'll ask you. And you okay, may, okay, okay. Do I, I got to have my easy button, right? <laughs> you can pass. You can do whatever you want. Can I, do I have a pass? Okay, pass. Okay, pass. This, is like, can, this is like family feud. It's like a <laughs> password or whatever, yeah. Um, family feud, but you got yeah, to have a quick answer and you got to do it in 30 seconds. <laughs> no, it, it, it's not that. You'll see. It's not that intense. Um, what's, okay. what's the first car you ever had? That I owned? Yeah. Uh, Oldsmobile. Correct. Cutlass Supreme. Correct. If you had to take one CD on a desert island, what would it be? Oh, one CD. Um, the Bible. Correct. When the Cheryl... <laughs> I like this. There, there are no wrong answers. This is good. When the Cheryl Ann Sillich story is made into a motion picture, who should play you? My alter ego. <laughs> Correct. What is the most you've ever bench pressed? Uh, more than you weigh. You haven't seen me <laughs> lately. <laughs> Correct. Um, if Mike Adamley and Todd Christensen got in a fight, who would win? Um, me, because I'd break it up. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what is your favorite? What is your favorite song to work out to? <sighs> anything. Anything fast. Correct. Which is creepier, the Lollipop Guild or the Lullaby League? <laughs> the interviewer. Correct. <laughs> Last night... Come on. Where's the correct? Where's the correct? I'm waiting for the correct. I said, I said correct. It's on the tape. <laughs> Uh, last night on Halloween, did you get to ask anyone, are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> no, but I did wear my good witch t-shirt. Correct. Who is the best work, other than yourself, who is the best workout show personality in history? Oh, that's a funny bit. Mm, I love Corey Anderson. Correct. Who is your favorite American gladiator, gladiator? Nitro. Correct. Do you own a dog named Toto? <laughs> uh, in my nightmare. 
<laughs> Correct. Describe yourself in five words or less. That was the last zero. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. How can people keep up to date on Cheryl and all the late breaking news regarding the Cheryl Ann Silich experience? Oh, my, my, my. Just click your heels three times and and uh, come to my website at CherylAnnSilich.com. C-H-E-R-Y-L-A-N-N-S-I-L-I-C-H. And I probably will provide a link to that on, on my website for this particular episode. And then they should also Facebook friend you. That's just my own opinion. Not that you'll accept. Absolutely. Correct. Author... <laughs> American gladiator, producer, motivational speaker, person with a borderline obsession about the Wizard of Oz, Cheryl, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. I just always cherish you as a person, and you've got such a just incredible spirit and energy and um, ability to break me in half like a twig. <laughs> And uh, don't forget it. I know I, this is radio, but don't forget it. Uh, well, you know, it's weird because it's kind of TV, but it's mostly radio. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for being with us on the Tom Gully Show. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> Patrick K. O'Donnell. I'm into military history books, particularly World War II. I thought a writer named Stephen Ambrose had set the gold standard in this type of writing until I read Dog Company, The Boys of Point du Hoc. Oh boy, uh, this is a masterwork. And Patrick K. O'Donnell is a consummate military historian and a truly gifted writer. It's a rare combination. And so I should probably consider it a rare privilege to have a best-selling author do the lightning round. Um, uh, this is the lightning round. This is where I'll ask you a whole bunch of very quick questions. Uh, some of them you may have already answered and, uh, we'll just, we'll go through it very, very quickly. If you're ready. Well, that sounds good to me. I'm ready. Okay. What's the first car you ever had? First car I ever had an Opal GT. Correct. If you had to take the DVD of one World War II movie on a desert island, what would it be? One DVD of a World War II movie. Um, Force 10 from Navarone. Correct. When <laughs> the Patrick O'Donnell story is made into a major motion picture, who should play you? Russell Crowe. Correct. If you could serve under any military leader in history, who would it be? Uh, Hannibal. Correct. What is the most important general issue piece of military equipment of all time? Wow. Um, the M1 Garand. Correct. Did you listen to World War II era music while writing this book? Sometimes, yes. Correct. What would be your firearm or firearms of choice in battle? BAR. Correct. 
What is your most prized piece of military memorabilia? An M1A1 folding stock carbine. Correct. Carried by a paratrooper in World War II. Correct. What will your next book be about? Can't tell you. <laughs> Correct. It's top secret. Uh, I don't have clearance for that, and I know my, my viewers don't. Uh, what's the best compliment you've ever received from a veteran about one of your books? Greatest compliment that I've ever received was that the book provided closure to somebody in some way. Uh, be it, you know, for, for me, some of the most touching experiences was were some of the Marines that died in Fallujah. And their families came to me and they said, we never knew until we read the book what happened. So that was, that, that was extremely, uh, I think that's really what I, what keeps me going for the most part is, is, is when people come up to me and say things like that. I just had a veteran from the OSS that died and he was in hospice. He died yesterday. And oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was really tragic. Spiro Capone and, and Spiro's daughter, they, they called me up and they said, this is really one of the highlights uh, for him is that he was able to impart his story to his relatives. And, and they, he went to, uh, one of the things I always do with all of my veterans is that are in my, in the books is I sort of, it's their book too. And I, I love it when they come to the book signing and they sign the books with me. And that's something that Spiro did along with, you know, just hundreds of these other guys. And we, we've had some of the greatest book signings you can have ever imagine. Oh, wow. and his family brought up that, that account of how we were at the Pritzker Military Library um, in 2004 or 2003. And you know, it was just a magical moment. I, that, I, that had to just be spectacular. Uh, uh, hats off to you for doing that. I can imagine the people at the signings were just, you know. Uh, I have one signing that, I mean, C-SPAN has actually captured most of the signings. On my website, patrickkodonnell.com, there's a little section called Media, and we loaded the, the signing that I did for Beyond Valor, uh, which, wow, it was an unbelievable. It was it was the rock stars of, uh, of World War II at this thing. Um, I had literally, I think, 100 veterans that were in Beyond Valor, um, maybe less, but it was just, Len Lamell was there, Sid Solomon, I had unbelievable men. It's, it, we captured it, C-SPAN captured us on the website, and just I had these guys tell their own story live, and then we had the men sign, and it was just, just they're just magical moments. <laughs> Slawsberg is the queen of all social media. Her clout and cred rankings are the stuff of legend, but she's also a really nice, really fun, really sweet person. Connect with her online. She regularly dishes out lots of ways to be more effective online as well as a steady diet of inspirational and funny messages. MiriamSlawsberg.com. Slawsberg is S-L-O-Z-B-E-R-G. 
just like it sounds, except no imitation Miriam Slosberg's. Now here's here's uh, what we call the lightning round. I'm going to ask you a bunch of very quick questions, and okay. you may have answered some of them. Okay. Uh, but uh, they will be from a variety of topics, and um, you know we'll we'll see how you do. You ready? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, what's the first car you ever had? Um, I had a Plymouth Sundance '94. Correct. What's the first computer you ever had? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> that was like back in 1985. <laughs> Correct. When the Miriam Slosberg story is made into a major motion picture, who should play you? Uh, the one and only moi. Correct. <laughs> Do you remember your first tweet? And if so, what was it? Oh, I think I do. I'm taking my daughter shopping. <laughs> Correct. Who is your favorite tweeter? Who is my favorite? I got I got lots of them. Lots of favorite tweeters. Correct. Yeah. What is your biggest pet peeve about the internet? Uh, trolls. Correct. I could talk to you for an hour about trolls. I have hate pages <laughs> dedicated to me that probably have more followers than my show does. If you could pick anyone on earth to retweet you, who would it be? I, let me see. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know. Mary Smith. She's an amazing social media expert. Correct. Yeah. Can you tell a person's astrological sign by the way they tweet? No, because I'll tell you I'll tell you why there's a lot of variables that make up their astrological chart, not just their sign in general. But you know what? If if somebody's talking about being sick all the time, then they're a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are originally from Toronto. Have you yes. ever eaten at Tim Hortons? Oh my god, yeah. Correct. Do you have any Canadian tire money on you? Actually, I do. Somewhere loose in the drawer. Correct. <laughs> Way to go. I used to work on that account and spent tons of time That's in Toronto. Fun, yeah. uh, Mac or Windows, which is better? I've, I'm only using Windows, so I, don't, I can only tell you Windows. But as far as Mac goes, I've never tried Mac, but I've heard it's a real pain. <laughs> I'm going to say correct, but let me just say, once you go Mac, you never go back. Really? Um, oh, yes. Uh, what's the strangest place you've ever tweeted from? A cemetery. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Where do you see the future of social media going? Uh, where is it? It's basically going to take over everybody's lives. That's what I see. Okay, correct. Uh, yeah. You've received a perfect score in the lightning round. Well done. Thank you. Now, uh, just to remind everybody, how can people get more involved with the Miriam Slosberg experience and how can they get your latest book? Okay, well, firstly, they can go on my website because I got basically everything there, miriamslosberg.com. And they can get my latest ebook from amazon.com. As well, it's called The Secret to High Social Media Rankings, How to Get Clout. And it's just a little uh, $5 download. Awesome, so, awesome, yeah. awesome. You just want bits? 
do whatever you want. That's just sitting there. I'll give you a couple bits. Oh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I'll get Mark Allen Atwood to come out and cut a few for me. Stephen Bound. I am so blessed to be able to interact with amazing authors like Stephen Bound. He's written a fascinating book about an absolutely riveting character in world history. His book, The Last Viking, The Life of Raoul Amundsen, chronicles the amazing explorer who claimed the North and South Poles and the Northwest Passage uh, back in a time when air travel was in its infancy. He just didn't go flying to these places. And men had to make the trek to the Poles over years and years and through countless hardships. Check out his book at Stephen Bound, oh, sorry, StephenRBound.net. Okay, are you ready for the lightning round? I'm going to ask you some very quick questions. You don't have to answer them. You may have already, you may have already answered these, and uh, I'll, I'll go through them very quickly. Um, sure. What's the coldest you've ever been in your life? The coldest? I mean, so cold you can hardly think. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, yeah, that's the best way to put it. It gets so cold. But, I mean, that's not very often. I mean, even here in the mountains where I live in the... Canadian Rockies, it's, it's not that cold. <laughs> okay, that's correct. Uh, if you had to take a CD on a polar expedition, what would it be? Like a music CD? Sure. Okay. Tracy Grammer CD. She's a, a sort of a folk and roots singer. And she was here performing a few times. Absolutely fantastic voice, amazing songs. And, um, yeah, Dave Carter was the guy who she was with. So it was Dave Carter and Tracy Grammer. I think Dave Carter died of a heart attack. But the music lives on, and it's fantastic. That is correct. And just so you know, I will be playing Stan uh, Rogers' Northwest, oh, Stan Rogers, yeah. Northwest Passage as one of the uh, intros to our, our little talk. Um, who should play the title role in the film version of your book? You know, I can't even answer that, and I've been thinking about it for a long time now. Unfortunately, I just don't have an idea of who would fit Amundsen's character. Who do you think? I think, you, you? I think you should play the role. Well... I don't know that I'm charismatic <laughs> enough and my nose isn't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Have you, have you ever eaten seal meat or dog meat? You know, I've never eaten dog meat. I have tried seal meat just once in Newfoundland, and it just tasted rubbery and bland. Correct. Uh, what part of the earth would you like to visit the most? Well, I mean... There's places on the earth that I absolutely love. I would say my favorite stretch of places that I have been and I like to go back to all the time are my own region in the mountains here and following straight south all the way down to Arizona. And I often do that trip every year. You can drive the whole way right down through Montana, Idaho, to Utah, to Arizona. I love getting down in that the U.S. southwest region where it's all deserty and the rock formations. It's absolutely amazing to me. And I love the mountains up here. And those are areas that I go to a lot. But I would also love to go to Greece, you know, and see some of those ancient things. I'd be neat. And the, when it comes to the North or South Pole, I don't even know that I would really care that much. <laughs> Correct. If you had the opportunity to interview Anmundson, What's the one question you would ask him? 
Yeah, that's a question. You know, maybe I would ask just the question why, and and just um, you know, let him go and <laughs> just see if he rambles on for a whole long, length of time and comes up with some grand philosophical explanation for the whole thing. Correct. Uh, do you think you would have liked being one of his crew members? I think I would not have. Now, it's not a reflection on Amundsen being a bad person or anything, but I think, you know, after reading about the severe level of of, uh, of punishment and horrifying conditions and the chances at near death, um, you know, maybe if I was asked that question 25 years ago, I would have said <laughs> yes, but now I would just say no. <laughs> that is correct. What is your next book about? Well, now that is a good question, too, because I have some interesting ideas. There's there's other... I, I've become really fascinated with this this, uh, this era of the early 20th century and um, and North Polar exploration, and there's a, there's a couple of people, like there's a a famous Danish explorer named Knud Rasmussen, who, um, he was, you know, a great dog sledder, and he was half Inuit and half Danish, and he essentially dog sledded around the entire polar basin, interviewing every known Inuit band that lived up there, and, and he was responsible for collecting up all their folklore and their mythology and their poetry and their music and their stories, and, and he collected it all and brought it back, and he had enormously entertaining adventures, and the information he brought back was fascinating too. And so, you know, I'm very interested in him, and I'm also interested in, a, you know, a, an ice captain, a captain of ice ships, who went by the name of Bob Bartlett. And he was born in Newfoundland in Canada, and he lived in New York for many years. And he was the the captain of all of Peary's expeditions to the North Pole, but he wasn't the he wasn't the overall expedition commander. He was just the ship captain. And he was also the captain of a ship, uh, the Karlik disaster, which was just this, you know, horrible ice disaster in the ice north of Alaska. And and he was extremely heroic, extremely tough, managing to save the lives of, of people by skiing great distances. And he was really competent and, uh, you know, a great ad- adventurer. So later in his life, after these adventures, he didn't give up. He just kept on. I think he did 16 voyages, scientific voyages for the Smithsonian and those two people, I think, so Rasmussen and Bartlett. And I haven't decided one or the other yet. I'm still playing around with it. That is correct. Do you own a pair of really, really warm gloves? Yes. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> uh, Mr. Bown, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Let me say that The Last Viking is one of the very best nonfiction accounts of a person that I have ever read. It's a truly fascinating study of a man who deserves more recognition, and you have brought him to life along with his accomplishments in just a, a masterful fashion. The book, The Last Viking, The Life of Raoul Amundsen is, again, available at Amazon.com. I strongly encourage you to get this excellent piece of writing. Thank you very much again for being on the Tom Gully Show. Thanks so much, Tom. It was my pleasure. Don't you remember the Marie Sisters and that hit song with the rambunctious video that went along with it called Real Bad Mood? 
Well, Chaz Marie is out on her own, and she's tearing up the country music scene again. She's all over the social media, so check her out on Facebook or maybe on Reverb Nation or MySpace. Just don't get her in a real bad mood. We do a thing at the end of every interview, which is probably your favorite part of the interview would be the end. No. <laughs> um, call, called the lightning round. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions. They're, they're very okay. easy to answer. You may have already answered them. I don't know. And, and we'll go through them real quickly, okay? Okay. Okay. Your favorite band of all time? Uh, cur- oh, my God. That's, uh, I would say currently I'm, I'm a big Maroon 5 fan. That's not through all time, but I would have to say that, uh, yeah. Correct. Within the last five, six years, Marine Five. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, the first record you ever bought with your own money. Oh, gosh. You're going to like Bobby Brown. <laughs> correct. What was your first car? Uh, a white four door Dodge Omni. Correct. If you had to take one CD on a desert island, what would it be? Oh, Kings of Leon, one of theirs. Correct. When <laughs> the when the Chas Marie story becomes a major Hollywood motion picture, who would you like to play you? Oh man, Jessica Biel and Dyer Hair Blonde. Correct. <laughs> What is your cure for when you get in a real bad mood? Glass of wine, bubble bath, and some chocolate. Correct. How, <laughs> how many concert t-shirts do you own? Uh, I have... Oh, gosh, I think I just have two. Correct. What, <laughs> what is your favorite flavor of Skittle? Mmm, um, 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 the grape ones. Correct. What's your favorite <laughs> cartoon character of all time? Oh, um, 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 uh, definitely going to have to be, uh, well, I have her, Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Correct. If you could do a duet with one old classic country star, who would it be? Mm. I'm going to have to say George Jones. I want to marry you. Correct. <laughs> I got a big, long story about George Jones that I won't bore you with. But if, awesome. if, if you were not an absolutely captivating and talented entertainer, voice talent, and artist, what would you be doing? I would want to write books. Ruby and journalism. Correct. <laughs> you have gotten a perfect score in the lightning round. And... <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, everyone seems to get a perfect score. I don't know why. What? How does that happen? I don't know. I guess the <laughs> questions aren't hard enough. Adam Lazarus has written several books. Many of them are football-centric. Uh, just as the 49ers had a quarterback controversy on their March to the Super Bowl this past year, at the same time, Adam Lazarus's book comes out, The Best of Rivals, and meticulously details another 49er quarterback controversy on the way to the Super Bowl, the Joe Montana-Steve Young rivalry. Okay, now it's time for the lightning round. These are very quick questions. You may have already answered them, and uh, we'll get through them real fast, okay? Okay, sure. What's the first car you ever had? 
Um, my brother's 1990-something Honda Accord. Awesome. That is correct. Uh, if you take the, if you had to take the DVD of one Super Bowl on a desert island, which Super Bowl would it be? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think Super Bowl Forty Three, the the Steelers and the Cardinals. That was just a, a fascinating game. Uh, the the end of both halves were two of the greatest sort of short segments I think in, in NFL history. Correct. When the Adam Lazarus story is made into a major motion picture, who should play you? Oh, wow. Jeez, um, that's a tough one. Let me think here. I think um, maybe a, a, a slimmed-down James Gandolfini. Correct. Uh, what was your favorite team growing up? Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. Who will win this year's Super Bowl? Oh wow! Um, uh, that's a tough question. Um, I guess I'll go out on a limb, and, and I think the Packers might have a chance at, at getting a second victory because separate their offenses, and if they ever find some way to straighten out their defense, they're really tough. Correct. Who uh, is the best NFL quarterback of all time, in your opinion? Well, um, I'm not sure if I thought this before this book, but I, I do think it's Joe Montana. Um, four Super Bowls, uh, not necessarily the most physically gifted player of all time, but uh, what he was able to do, he, he sort of he, he exemplified everything that you want to see in a quarterback, both sort of in terms of his command as a quarterback and also his ability to play the position. Correct. When writing this book, did you hear the voice of Harry Callis reading the text in the back of your head? <laughs> um, no. But that would have been much more inspiring for me, and I would have probably written it a little faster. Correct. What will your next book be about? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Um, you know, I'm looking at some topics, but uh, I think looking for another NFL topic that's sort of of this magnitude. Um, you know, I like sort of dealing with these grand situations in the NFL, but um, if something else came along, then I would certainly pursue it. So I'm still on the search for it. Correct. Uh, on that note, will you ever write a book looking back at the Colts Peyton Manning Jim Sorgi controversy? No, that would probably be more of like a post-it note than a book. But <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Correct. In your opinion, what is the best snack to have at home during halftime of an NFL game? Hmm. Probably uh, chicken wings, buffalo wings. Correct. What is the best compliment you've ever received from a player or a coach about one of your books? Um, let's see, I don't know if I've gotten that many from the, especially from the people I've written about. Um, I think uh, some people have told me that they were just sort of really, I did a good job of sort of building a story and, and doing it more than just, you know, sort of, uh, the dramatic element. I was able to bring out more of a dramatic element to a story that wasn't wasn't fiction. That is very correct, and I, I would say that having read your book. How can people get Best of Rivals, and how can people keep up on your writing and the entire Adam Lazarus experience? Well, um, you can go to my website, which is www.alazarus.com, A-L-A-Z-A-R-U-S, 
com. There are links there for the book. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes and Noble. Um, I think it's available in, in, in a lot of Barnes and Nobles. Um, so, you know, just do a Google search, but uh, you can go to my website and there's links there that are uh, probably the easiest way to get it. Correct. You've gotten a perfect score in the lightning round. Well done. Uh, thank you. Adam, thanks you for, for sharing your time. The book is called Best of Rivals, Joe Montana, Steve Young, and the Inside Story Behind the NFL's Greatest Quarterback Controversy. It's available at uh, Adam's website, as he just said. And if you're a pro football fan or even a Dallas Cowboys fan that would like to know there was some pain and agony going on during that, that time. Uh, you will love the inside stories and behind the scenes accounts in this book. Adam, thank you so much for your time and for being here. Well, thank you very much for having me. Chris Dodds. Well, our last lightning round guest is Chris Dodds, who was kind enough to talk with us after his sudden and inexplicable ouster from the band Two Tons of Steel. No other program has received the attention that our talk with Chris did. That, that thing's been hit and downloaded way, way more times than any other program we've done. Uh, it was a candid, open, emotional interview, and we'll thank Chris again for sharing his side of the story. And we'll thank him even more right now for participating in the lightning round. Um, we do a thing, uh, and some of these questions you have already answered but we do a thing at the end of each interview called lightning round where i'll ask you 10 questions they're real quick one word answers uh you know and uh if you're willing absolutely okay uh your favorite band of all time favorite band of all time whoa probably you two i had to say if i was on a desert island i'd be happy with the collection of you two Correct. Uh, favorite Two Tons song? Favorite Two Tons song is Bad Attitude, which we always called Loser. I purchased a double bass pedal and a friend of mine named Bobby Jarzombek, who plays with uh, Sebastian Bach and Rob Halford on their solo careers. Uh, he's a San Antonio guy, and I had him come over and give me a lesson where I may as well have just paid him to come over and splinter my drum kit, but I was able to incorporate a double kick into that song, and I started doing that live. I only wish I had done that on the recording, but Losers or Bad Attitude off of Not That Lucky is my favorite song to play. Correct. Uh, first record you ever bought with your own money? Sticks, Paradise Theater. Correct. What was your first car? A Datsun B210 that my grandparents owned. It was a five-speed manual with a black fender because they lived in the hill country, and they were hit by a deer, and we <laughs> called the thing Bruiser. <laughs> Correct. What is your favorite place to eat on the road? On the road? It can Man, be San Antonio I'm, if you want. Taco Garage in San Antonio I'm, is my favorite. Place. I'm I'm not really a foodie. I I love tacos. I could eat tacos every day. Probably tacos, even bad tacos. I just like tacos. Correct. Tacos, tacos it is. What's the most ridiculous request ever made to you by a fellow band member? By a fellow band member to put my pants on, probably. <laughs> Correct. And there's oh, ridiculous thing. There's video on that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, what's the hardest thing about being a drummer? I'm not a musician, Tom. Okay. 
I'm just a drummer. And then write it. Correct. Well, I was in a band one, one time called Three Musicians and a Harmonica Player, which right. I, I took kind of personally. Um, what is your favorite drum make and model? Or kit? Uh, I love DW drums and I love Ludwig drums. My favorite single drum is the Ludwig Black Magic snare drum. I've got a 100th anniversary edition that's got this beautiful scroll work on it. The Black Beauties are the ones that are highly sought after. I've got a couple of those, but the Black Magic is sort of an overseas, uh, cheaper version of that drum, and I like that better than the originals. I absolutely love the Ludwig Black Magic drum. Correct. How many concert t-shirts do you own? Oh, my lord. I think that's all I probably own. <laughs> Bars and concert t-shirts. Correct. If you weren't doing IT work or in a band, what would you be doing? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I weren't doing IT work and I weren't in a band, what would I be doing? I would be backpacking through Europe, staying in hostels and meeting people and drinking a lot of fantastic beer. <laughs> Correct. You got a perfect score. Strangely enough, everyone gets a perfect score during the That's lightning. That's great. Um, Chris, I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you telling your story. Uh, if any of the other band members would like to come onto the program and tell their side, that's fine too. But uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you all the best of success in whatever you do next. And uh, certainly keep us posted on the John Boyd Project. And uh, we'd love to promote that when it comes out as well. Absolutely, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. I will keep in touch. I'll let you know what I'm doing. This isn't the end of me or Dennis, or of Two Tones for that matter. Uh, it's just a, a, an ending to one season and a beginning of the next. And I, I, I thank you so much for the opportunity to, to, to talk with you this afternoon. Some call you fat, some call you corpulent, others call you portly. I call you a customer and a friend for life. Come on in to Victor Newsies. If you got a fat ass, I ain't gonna say nothing about it. We'll suit you, you'll suit us. You come into Victor Newsies, I guarantee you're gonna leave with a suit. Come on in, you'll save a ton at Victor Newsies. I ain't bullshitting. Victor Newsies, Highway 5, out by the mall. Folks, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share this on your various Facebook pages. Trying to spread the you know, word means trying to spread our little show here. We'd appreciate it if you'd like the Tom Gully Show, not me, but the show on Facebook, too, if the mood strikes you. Follow us on Twitter at Atomic Palooka as well, so I can strut my stuff and keep on trucking, uh, as Chet Kopic uh, encouraged me to do in a tweet today. Very exciting. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. I'm out of here. I got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to you much later. Uh, we are damn glad to have, as always, Jay Johnson bringing us in with the Truth Wagon at the top of every show and the Hitman Blues Band taking us out, as always, with Catch-22 Blues. Check those guys both out on the internet. We'll see you next time. Can't lift a twig for a dog that's nothing big, but he don't want to. 
And the dog can't grab a cat A raccoon can do all that But he don't want to And I dream of you at night While you hold your baby tight But he don't want you 